0: We are Sarva, the future of education starts here. Hello and welcome to this episode of Everyday Genius uh, by Simply Conscious. I'm your host for today's show, Pete Craig, and today it's my great pleasure to welcome to the show um, someone who's created like, out, of, uh, out of a need that, that we'll discuss shortly, uh, but a social enterprise that has just grown and grown and yeah has seen him now like be featured in Time Magazine, and uh, you know, be appointed you know, to, to several amazing you know, kind of initiatives to try and further um, further this cause. Uh, so it's a great pleasure to welcome uh, to the show tonight, uh, Jemiah Harkins. Um, Thank you. I, I, I guess what we could call you is an urban gardener. Is, uh, is that a good description? <laughs>
1: yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Cool,
0: cool. So, Hopefully
1: soon so enough the, uh, the title will expand into uh, to just general gardener to where everything I touch cultivates.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hi. Um, I mean, I just, before, before we can like really dive in, I just want to like, share a little bit about, um, how I came uh, across you in the first place. And yeah, this was purely, purely, I guess, by accident, a friend shared an article with, um, uh, with me about, uh, about this guy that had created this, this movement in, uh, in LA. And it was, uh, you know, it was kind like, of transforming, uh, communities and bringing people together and, you know, solving you know, some of the, some of the food crisis and, and bringing kind of good healthy nutrition back into, into people's lives. Um, and it just struck a, struck a real chord with me. And I thought, you know, that's someone who's, um, who's living their purpose, who's found, who's found something that they're passionate about. And so I reached out and, you know, you hadn't, funnily enough, you hadn't even seen the article. So, you know, that was, <laughs> you know, that, that, that was nice for you to see that someone else had written an article about you again, that's right. um, yeah. you know, uh, and yeah, I think that's, that's, uh, and the more I've, the more we've kind of spoken, the more I've kind of found out about what it is that you do, the more fascinated I become with it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the more, the more aware I become of how important you know, what it is that you're doing um, is in the world right now. Thank so, you. But, but before we kind of, like get into that, there's a couple of things, a couple of questions that I always love to ask at the beginning of these, um, sure. these podcasts. And the first one is, yeah, what's, what's alive in you right now? Mm. Alive in me right now
1: is a fight. I have fight in me that is endless right now. It's a fight for what's right. It's a fight for nature. A fight for people's awareness and what they can access through nature. And it's got to be an assertive motion. Like, an offensive movement because in a lot of ways we've been trained out of having a fight in us because of systems of complacency or convenience or because of systems of power that would prefer that Mm. and so i've been able to accomplish a lot um, by approaching challenges as though i'm ready to fight them Whereas half the challenges at that point don't seem that much of a challenge, and the other half are defeatable.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Um, and so, you know, like moving on from that, I guess, what's what's the universe inviting you to do more of? Yeah, yeah.
1: So. At the beginning of this journey, there came a point when I realized when I gave something to the universe, it would give it back to me in more than I would expect. Um, It would be in the form of, you know, food, like I give someone an orange and they're like, give me three lemons. And I say, oh, wow, that's great. But it also was in terms of my efforts and my time, um, in terms of the focus and what I'm doing, something in order to give or in order to take. How often am I doing something to give, and how often am I getting a lot back? Um, so it's interesting because now recently, the universe has turned around, and I've been needing to ask it to give back to me <laughs> in terms of opportunity, finance um, you know scope scale uh, personnel um, you know depth of impact and permanence of impact like I've been needing to know that all that i've given is able to actually manifest so i'm actually asking the universe to to give me more so that what i'm doing and what we as a team are doing can propagate even more so Mm,
0: beautiful yeah and and we'll talk a little bit more about about that later but from what you've shared with me already you know that's uh that that's already flooding back in. You know, you're you're receiving confirmation of that on a on a daily basis. It seems. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, true.
1: <laughs>
0: cool. So so why don't you why don't you collect? Just uh, tell us a little bit about your know, your mission. Um, yeah, about collect Crop Swap LA. About um, the origins of it. You know, what what drove the, you know the the start of it.
1: Of course. Well, uh, many folks out there might have a child, or you may already have children. Um, some who don't yet you'll relate for yourself imagine your parents in a city where they recognize infrastructures have limiting powers on their food and that the food is the one thing going into your body every day three times a day um, in some form or another and they might feel like a little helpless or you know out of out of control in that situation So that's how I was when my daughter came along. She's two and a half years old now. Um, She's beautiful, brilliant little baby that speaks five languages already. Because (laughs) we're speaking English, Spanish, Portuguese. Uh, My mom taught her sign language. And she's learning Mandarin from her school online. So like this beautiful baby (laughs) is so brilliant. I just couldn't bring myself to give her food that I knew was bad. Like I knew how bad... um, most of the food is and we're not going to call it food we're going to call it pesticide food and then we're going to call organic food food because organic food is simply something that doesn't have pesticides or gmos involved in how they're made and therefore won't uh, affect your body in a bad way that said that wasn't good enough i read a book called beyond organic by dr jenna boggs out of hawaii and it talks about how you grow food for the purpose of your body's nutrition. You grow a carrot so that it has the right nutritious qualities in it, therefore your body gets what it needs. As opposed to the reverse situation, in most situations we go out to the store, get whatever we see available, and it ends up not being really what we need. So I decided to grow my own garden, and what you see behind me is uh, part of what I've put together. It's three or four rows. Uh, vegetables, fruits, uh, everything from carrots to uh, grapes, artichokes, sunflowers, bananas, anything you can think of, wow. um, anything I can fit in there. And I love that she comes out here to eat it. She'll grab a green bean and chomp it along. She knows how to harvest it and is not afraid of bees or anything like that. So, you know, that true connectivity to nature is what has started now Crop Swap L.A., And what we're aiming to do is basically give this to everyone across LA and the world. Uh, We have started a monthly crop swap that turned into a farmer's market. And now we are aiming to take front yards of people's homes and convert those into market gardens that are designed to sell that food in the market, employing locals nearby and creating a system of sustainability of food that is nutrient grown.
0: Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. And I, I love what you say about, you know, this idea that, um, you yeah, know, we sh- we should be growing food yeah, for, for the nutrients that, you know, that our body needs. I think that's, that's so important. And, you know, people have, I, th- I think in today's society, you know, food is just so readily available in the, in the supermarkets. that it's almost become just a, just a commodity. Yeah. It's almost that mm-hmm. there's no thought given to, um, there's no no thought given to what it's what it can actually do for us and how it uh, how it provides for, for us as um, uh, for, for us from an energy perspective from a you know from a life perspective.
1: Right, right, and you know, <clears throat> a lot of us, I think, in our lineage, our grandparents had that knowledge just intuitively, but mm. then there were systems put in place due to wartime, due to Great Depression, due to circumstances. And we allowed ourselves to depend upon those systems in yeah. the wrong ways. Um, so, so yeah, certainly I think you know coming back around um, now with the COVID situation, our organization's gotten more important, um, mm. and now we're looked at as an organization to really help address the food crisis, and we're really excited about that.
0: For sure, for sure. And how's how's this? Yeah. So from a from a community perspective, yeah, like how how has this all been yeah, like yeah, received? Yeah, what's uh, what's it done to the the to, like, local community? Because I know when you first when you first started, you you like started by just putting a message out there on uh, on Nextdoor, just saying, hey, yeah, has anyone got any spare yeah garden equipment, any spare seeds? And yeah, I think you were you were quite overwhelmed by the response that you got.
1: Yeah, that's right. I got a lot of stuff. I mean, a lot of interest. And just people seemed like they wanted to be doing the same stuff I was anyway. Um, I, at the time, didn't have like a close friend circle. So I was like, let me see if this is going to harvest some friends. I'll make some, some local friends nearby. It won't harm me. And I like neighbors anyway. I tend to be a neighbor man. My dad was the kind of man who um, who would help anyone down the street carry a, a an injured child home or, um, you know, help someone fix their roof if they're in trouble. Uh, so yeah I've learned from from that community example, and it has created you know an awareness that there there wants to be more of that um, I have a sign out front for crop swap l a we leave fruit out there and ask anyone to take what they wish and it's fun to see them excited to grab extra fruit uh, taking selfies with the sign and just feeling like they can contribute to something A lot of folks too if they have extra You know fruit in their backyards for their own trees Uh, they call us over to harvest that uh, so they feel like they're giving something Uh, we give it to organizations that are like serving recently homeless folks or organizations that serve single families um, single parent families those that are veterans and it allows a kind of cohesion like a like a nature driven web of support you know
0: yeah yeah. And mm-hmm. I think, I think again, you know, that's, that's something that's, uh that in most society, um, most Western society, for sure. Yeah. You know, that's, that's been lost a little bit. You know, we've kind of lost our connection. Yeah. I know for sure in, you know, in my, in my street, it's, it's very rare for me to see, see any of the neighbors. You know, we, we perhaps acknowledge people in the car as we drive past, but I, I couldn't tell you their names. Um Yeah. And I think, yeah, that's, that's a really sad situation that we just don't know that. I remember as a, as a kid growing up. Yeah. 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 I I, I knew probably two, three blocks either side. Yeah. And all around, yeah, I knew the names of all of the kids and all of the parents, yeah, in that, in that area. Um, But, but over the years, you know, that's just been lost. Yeah. So I think that that community aspect is so important as well to what you're doing. So this is kind of multi-layered. It's not, it's not even just, you're not even just having an impact with the food you're having an impact with, with community on a much wider, on a wider scale.
1: That's right. And you know, it's created a kind of uh, peace on our street. I have to say, when we first moved here, before the sign went up, before we started giving fruit away and felt like we were doing this, uh, there was a coldness, a natural individualism is what I hear that you described. Mm-hmm. And really, the individualism is, in the food context, at, at the very least, useful to the businesses and leaders in charge because folks. Are individually dependent upon one system but in the crop swap world (laughs) where everyone's growing a little bit of something where it's a cultural conversation to exchange and kind of get to know each other over and where you feel like you're giving something and getting something there's something re-energizing about that exchange on on the physical that is beyond individualism it's now a cohesive frequency it's a unit of people who are on the same vein food you know i remember the first crop swap there was all kinds of people race age um class and you know outfits i i think there was someone that was recently homeless or was homeless there and i was like this is cool um everybody seems to be on the same level like i don't know any other scene i, I can't go to a church like that <laughs> yeah. where you know i can't go to a uh, a school like that university, I can't do anything in the society where literally it just leveled the playing field. It was no longer the physical world. It was, it was all intertwined with nature.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. <clears throat> how, how important, how important do you think that that piece is, Yeah, you know, this, this connection back with, um, you know, with earth, with nature?
1: Mm, yeah. Well, it's, it's, when food is removed from nature, it's not really alive anymore. And therefore we're consuming death too and not living or at least spending our spiritual energy on our body when we didn't need to. Um, I think it's a, (laughs) in LA, like there's no reason people shouldn't be doing this. Mm. It's, what they call the zone 10B. Uh, it's the uh, uh, hardiness zone, which tells you what you can grow during the year. Well, here it's all year round. You can literally do anything. And we can basically supplement by using nature's abundance to other locations that don't have this convenience. Um, it could be, you know, an even exchange. They ship water in if we need it, we ship food out if they need it, yeah. um, but in truth, you know, part of our movement is also about water retention. So truth, truly, we're just you know, leveraging nature to create solutions to economy, creating green jobs for people that are low income, new to the country, uh, single parent families, or uh, veteran families. We can create green jobs for those who are elderly, those who don't want to go to college, because maybe that doesn't make sense anymore, you know, um, I want to create green jobs for those who are recently incarcerated uh, so that they know that they can rehabilitate and re-give to society while, while not being feared for doing something really fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, you know, nature is able to do that. Nature is able to protect us. In the case of a situation where we have an earthquake in the next 10 seconds, there are five entryways to this whole L.A. area that could be shut off. Um, and that would take at least six months to be reopened. So six months of scrounging for food, man, this city is going to go in fires and flames. Mm-hmm. So really this solution for CropSwap LA and what we're trying to do is a sustainability necessity when you think about city planning. Um, I know there are some cities that have leveraged nature and its abundance effectively like uh Toronto has. Um I think Ontario's done a great job and New York's made some New York City's made some smart building code moves but truly you know we have an opportunity in LA to take so many front yards and just make food. Let's do it let's do it sinfully you know let's <laughs> let's do it so much that they're like why do they make that much food? Um, because we can and we should and there's a there's a need elsewhere so nature gives mm-hmm. us that
0: yeah that's beautiful i was speaking to someone this morning and uh he's uh he's got an ngo that works with uh uh works with indigenous tribes in in the in the sierra in um in colombia and oh. it, they uh they're basically planting kind of food forests um and this was they started off just planting trees and then the uh, uh, the like, indigenous tribes came back and said, "No, you know that's that's not enough. What you need to do is, it's like plant um, food forests, so as there's fruit that's grown, yeah. And then the uh, then the people that live in the area can pick the fruits and eat the fruits, so they can they can live. Uh, but then the fruits that aren't picked like, drop into the soil and, and like, re fertilize the soil, so as we've got this like, yeah, this this permaculture that's being created then." Yeah, I, th- I think that's just that's so amazing. so so relevant to yeah, to kind of what you're talking about here. Yeah, that essentially this is you're you're creating kind of like yeah um, garden food forests. Yes,
1: exactly. And the ethno the ethnocentric nature of that story and ours is really the center of our story, because when humans are involved with the plants and the plants improve the human situation there's synchronicity in the universe uh, because there's the universe, there's earth, there's man, there's plants and animals, and we can at least connect the two. We've been the, we've been the disconnect between all of that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So um, yeah, that ethno, ethnocentric nature of it, if we can keep that as the focus, then we know we're heading the right direction.
0: Mm, beautiful, beautiful. Um, what's, um, uh, this, this is quite clearly clearly now your your passion um do you, do you believe this is your your collect purpose do you, do you believe that this is something you've found now that is your know, collect i guess you know, your zone of your zone of genius uh, your your <laughs> playground your playground your place to to create
1: it is for now and actually i have to say it's opening up many more where i think i need to be too mm. um i think uh there are came a point where I had to accept myself as a leader and that I couldn't hide in a, in a room. I couldn't, you know, say something softly and gently and be effective. I needed to be exactly as leader as I know I am. Um, and I've just recently stepped into accepting myself. So anyone out there, when you, when you know you are a leader, um, everyone else around there has known it your whole damn life and they've been waiting for you. And now... Yeah. Once you step up into the, step, the spotlight, finally that validation of, like, okay, you're leading us in the right direction, or, you know, it's, it's benefiting us, and you continually feed back and continue to benefit those people. If that's the thing that makes you feel good, then that's where you need to lead. Um, like lately, um, I've joined the, uh, the city of LA, Mayor Garcetti's uh, New Green Deal. Committee his advisory board, essentially to help uh, advise on a toolkit that they want to give to all the residents on how they can get started to grow easily um, and so i'll be advising on that south l a and I want to use the platform and any other platform to raise true awareness about what the food industry has done and what we can do to just protect ourselves and make sure it doesn't happen again uh, it's more about you know, harvesting nature and its opportunities, its economic opportunities for residents and growing food and selling that in the markets with us, um, using our app to now use what we're calling crop boxes to grow anything that you want here and sell it to anyone in town and have it delivered. Yeah, wow. um, we're going to we're going to do that. Um, to restaurants, you know, they can say, hey, does anyone want to grow jalapenos for us? And we'll put it in a crop box order. Someone will grow it and it'll be an order routine forever. So we want to make sure that, you know, a new infrastructure is set into place to where people can support themselves by nature and nature can support them.
0: So, so there's a, there's a, like, you know, because by, by its nature and from what you've said, you know, this started as just a, um, a like, a swap of giving and receiving um is there is there a commercial side to this as well that um that allows people to actually you know, you, you started talking about yeah you know, restaurants placing placing orders um so I guess that's where the commerciality can come in and people can start to earn an income from from doing this as well
1: yeah there's a there are various verticals we are already working on so on that vein uh if you are a resident with a front yard we can actually farm your front yard and give you a percentage of the revenue of everything we sell ongoing. Wow. So that's one way to earn yeah. money. Second way, if you just wanna garden yourself, then grow a whole lot of lettuce. And on the Swap app, you can use a crop box order. Tell everyone what you're growing, when it's ready and how much you'll have. They can pre-subscribe to you, to your box, to have it delivered once it's prepared. Um, And then another way, uh, if you're in an apartment, we're going to start manufacturing what we're calling aqua beds. And aqua beds are these aquaponic uh, tanks with fish that on the top have a tray and on the tray grow the plants. So the fish water cycles continuously. There's no loss of water. There's an automatic fish feeder. You don't even got to worry about feeding the fish. (laughs) And um, the food grows actually twice the rate as regular in soil. So you have plenty of strawberries crawling out of the corners and just enjoy that in a small living space, no need to have soil at home. Um, So we're gonna have installing those for for lease to buy. So you can purchase for really cheap and just keep it. Um, And then we're also doing, you know, shirts, mugs, bags, some merch, things like that. Um, We do some garden installations, just depends. I have a partner who works on that and rainwater harvest installations through another partner that works on that. So uh, we wanna make sure that we're right at the center of showing people you have everything that you need at home, just really cheap to get started. And then once the food is growing, our our job is to prepare that manufacture, can, brand, make all kinds of products from it. Those that are herbal and good for your body, but those that are preserved and long lasting um, we'll also be supplying others through an international food co-op that I'm part of. Um, and so once we get enough food growing, that'll be a part of the exchange. Uh, and it's nice because this is actually, you know, CropSwap LA is part of a larger organization now. Yeah.
0: I was just, I was just going to come on to that because I, yeah. you know, that you know, when, uh, when we, when we last spoke, you know, that was something that, had, that had only recently happened. So yeah, I mean, uh, talk talk about that a little bit because I know you had aspirations yeah. to to grow this, and yeah this is one of those examples I think of you, know, you you said at the beginning you're 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 actually um you're asking the universe and you're asking life you know, to give something back to you right now, and I think this is one of the biggest yeah. gifts that you could possibly have had so yeah uh, Definitely. Just tell us tell us a little bit about what's what's happened there
1: it's so true so I called it CropSwap LA, and it turns out there also exists CropSwap Incorporated that has CropSwap New York, CropSwap Miami, and soon CropSwap Australia. So they have uh, a wide, worldwide perspective, investor base, and they believe in the vision that I have here in LA and how we're going to run things. And so we are working together. Um, CropSwap LA has merged with it, and we are uh, sharing resources, time, experience, and all kinds of worldwide ambition <laughs> to yeah. to just make sure people have the option to do what we're doing here.
0: <laughs> and and you, you now like you're now part of the board of that uh, of that company. Yeah, that's yeah, amazing. that's
1: right. Amazing. That'll that'll be that'll be announced later on. But it's happening, yeah. <clears throat> which is important because thank you because I'm I want to to show that you can grow something and retain you know investment of time, effort, money, and and, and grow something that's positive. This is a social enterprise, everybody, not a nonprofit. It's about you know growing something that creates long lasting equity because it is valuable. Now when mm. value is taken away from food, we find ourselves back in the same situation where someone says, oh, we'll just do it, make a factory of food, they'll eat it anyway, and yeah. then value is removed. So we have to make sure that those that are doing this get paid.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, so, and so now, so now, this is this is definitely something that you want to collect, like expand, and roll out. Yeah, across across the world.
1: That's right. Yeah, our plan is to open up more crop swap locations uh, to create more of a hype and find local leaders and local organizations to keep that going. Um, I would love to travel around and introduce myself. Use whatever platform I build to create hype at the time. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we, we believe this is urgent in some areas, in fact, um, where, you know, certain governmental policies have tighter restrictions on food and, you know, the rights to be called organic or, or the rights to label yourself as not organic. So some folks have, have more what we want to call, you know, a food slavery situation. It's not quite food uh, desert, not quite food inequity, not anything. It's, it's when you don't have a choice. And sometimes, sometimes you don't know you don't have a choice. So we're here to awaken those minds as well. Um, it's about informing folks about how they can grow. Uh, we'll have educational contents that's coming out. Um, I believe we're working on a documentary pretty soon, which is really thrilling and, and humbling. Um, but uh, the whole experience has been humbling, truly, because I'm doing what I love. I love plants. Hmm. i would i would say i'm going to be a botanist when i retire and i got to thinking why do i have to wait i gotta just get into uh, plants now <laughs> yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah so so i i i know you know when we when we talked you know you you wanted to talk a little bit about yes you know, like just some of some of your practices yeah as a as an individual um you know and and things that have, have that have helped you so yeah let's uh let's let's dive into that a little bit because i think that's know yeah, for for everyone that i everyone that i talk to um on this show yeah there's always there's always something you know there's a connection you know, to um to something else there's a whether it's a practice whether it's a um yeah, yeah a connection to uh to consciousness you know whatever you you kind of want to describe it there's 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 something that I find that's that's intrinsic to unlocking this uh, this mm-hmm. genius this this kind of flow you know that that you seem to have got into and that that many of uh, many of my you know, my guests have, have got into. Um, yeah. Gay Hendrix Gay Hendricks I interviewed the other um, the other week, so the author of the Big Leap and the Joy of Genius and Conscious Loving and yeah, you know, forty years in 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 the space, thirty five books or something he's written. Um, and he he talks about you know, this idea that um, you know we we all have, all have yeah you know, a genius um, mm-hmm. and that, that genius is that space where we just know that what we're doing is the right thing and you know, every moment and you know, once we find it once we identify it you know, that our our purpose then is to try and increase the percentage of time that we're spending in that in that zone. <laughs> yeah so as we're we're actually spending yeah. all of our time in that because then yeah things just get created and you yeah, know we we live a much happier much more fulfilled yeah life and i think yeah, for for you as a father of a young daughter i think that's that's really important that you you mm-hmm. talked about leadership earlier, but you can demonstrate leadership just by by being and uh by being in flow and letting them <coughs> see you know how just by being in your joy and by following your passion you know you can mm-hmm. you can create you know kind like, beauty and you can create magnificent magnificence and you can create wealth even. Yes.
1: That's a great, that's a great sequence. And you're so right about that. And living that example, sometimes we need to live that example for ourselves. Also, mm. that was, that was my transition. I had this daughter looking at me saying, why are you unhappy doing the job you have? Why are you unhappy XYZ? Why aren't you out there in the plants? You know, like she knew, for some reason, before that point, I couldn't look at myself and admit that I needed to just not be in an office. Like mm-hmm. I'd been a stock tri- trader in Chicago. I traded stocks, bonds, futures, options, mutual funds, and I knew that world. But I also hated being in an office no matter what yeah. we talked about. I could, I could be talking about a circus, but if I'm in an office, just the scene and the setting yeah. is not my spirit. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Uh, so learning that about myself, but then accepting it. Um, I, I do practice Taoism, and uh, I only got into Taoism as kind of an idea of accepting myself for who I was. It was just the easiest thought philosophy I'd come across where no matter how I was, I could accept myself. Um, and the more that I studied and kind of what they call practiced Taoism, Um, the more I practiced it, I learned that was only the first step because once you've accepted yourself, (laughs) then you've got some things to work on. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not, um, you know, the, the whole concept is around balance and equal parts. So even that work on yourself ends up being work that's hard Mm. and work that's fun. or like work that's slow, and work that was actually pretty quick. Yeah. Um, and so, that flexibility of accepting myself in nature, and then narrowing in on something that ended up being okay either way, that was just a great way to grow. <laughs> like, I, it's shown in the spirit, mind, and body. In the spirit, I, I know exactly like how I am and accept myself and don't try to fit into spiritual spaces that don't make sense to me. Uh, physically, I, one example is physically, I've grown my hair out. <clears throat> and, for, and for any black men that are listening that happen to also have worked in professional scenes and, and you know, anyone that might want, honestly, anyone that might want locks, uh, it's hard to have that in a professional scene. And so I decided it's who I am. It's naturally doing this thing anyway, (laughs) anywhere in the world. It doesn't like my physical expression. I don't need to be, you know, (laughs) it was that easy. Yeah. That gave me the, the nature explanation, the option to exist and be accepted and the option to improve and, and adapt as I chose. Mm -hmm. Um, And then in terms of the mind, it, By practicing Taoism, it relaxes the mind. It gives the mind a reason not to try, not to wonder or try to figure out. It tells us that, you know, whether it's that I'm successful in this gardening movement beyond this point or not, it wouldn't matter. Um, What it says is that, success is as dangerous as failure is because both are on precarious platforms and neither of them are settled so don't be as enthusiastic about success when in truth it, it could end tomorrow it could have ended during our call there could be a tweet i don't know <laughs> i'm not that famous but you know it's just uh it's it's just you know by staying in that mindset allows me it allows me to fail, allows me to not put a lot of weight on things that don't go well, allows me to not put a lot of weight on things that do and worry too much on it when I'm neglecting something new. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, you know, and it's allowed me to, you know, it's allowed me to make some mistakes in this movement. I'm not, I'm not uh, shy to say like, you know, you know, um, I had to ask, I've, ha- I've had to choose who's involved in my movement and who's not. Yeah. And, you know, that's just something that is a, uh, a ramification of my practice of Taoism. When there are spiritual conflicts and then it becomes, you know, manifested in the material world. It's like, I don't think that that's going to work with my movement. So um, in, in anyone's movement, in your own personal movement, like your movement through Earth, through the universe. I don't move that way. Right. Like I don't flow that way. Yeah. You know Um, so taking quick notes of how I was, how it was manifesting in the physical world, allow me to make those decisions without remorse Yeah. and they've turned out to be great,
0: great choices. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a few things there. I mean, just, just on that last note, you know, this is, this is about awareness. Yeah, it's a, it's mm-hmm. about it's about acceptance and awareness. So acceptance of you of who you are, and then awareness mm-hmm. of how uh, interactions with other people um, impact mm-hmm. on who you are. Yeah, and then yeah. and then having the the kind of strength to be able to um, to be able to kind of extricate those people from mm-hmm. you know, from an environment. Because yeah, I mean, really, what you're doing is something something similar to what we're doing with simply conscious, which is you're creating. Um, you're creating a, a container. You're creating a um, an energetic frequency um, that you operate at, and that uh, you know, all of this is being birthed from and, and is growing from. Yeah. And if you bring someone into that who's who's not at that same level, who's not you it vibrating at the same at the same level, yeah, then that, that puts that kind of off um, off kind kilter, and it's uh, it changes that dynamic, yeah, and it can take it off off purpose.
1: Exactly. And if I didn't care enough about the movement or what I was doing, then I could be like, okay, fine. Mm. But it's really important to me that, you know, what we were doing keeps going. Um, In fact, I'd say it's more important than I am. Like I'm leading it now, but um, I'm just one body right now. And I hope that anyone that believes in what we're doing feels equally responsible to keep this going, (laughs) literally, um, because uh, it's just bigger than any one of us and bigger than any team, any time.
0: Yeah, I, I think yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's the thing. You know, this is there's a time there's a time that's come where in in many sectors, you know, the time is to it needs leaders to step up and, and lead, but without without having to have control and without without having to have you know um, you know quite ownership, yeah, you know, or you know like uh, ultimate ownership yeah this is about is that- le- this is about leading by example um, bringing people along and then just just being able to kind of, um, meld into the into the kind of background into the crowd and and let that let that continue on yeah, so so yeah true leadership is is being able to lead by example but then also kind of knowing when to step back and, and let that momentum carry on and i think that's that's what you're you're describing i think that's what you're starting mm-hmm. to do quite quite beautifully um, thank you the other thing I just wanted to pick up on is that you know, when you talked about you know, uh, the Taoism, one of the things I noticed was that it's essentially what, um, what it's teaching you know, is that there is no right or wrong. You know, we're brought up in this in this society where you know there's a duality, and you're either right or you're wrong, um, or things are you know black or they're white, or you know they're they're good or they're bad. Yeah, and the reality is. Um, they're all of those things. Life is all of those things. You can't. You know, we all have good in us. We all have bad in us. We all, and it's about accepting that um, and and being comfortable with that. You know, we try to hide those sides of us that we think aren't acceptable to, to society. When actually we should embrace them because they're just reflections of um, another another element of us that we have mm-hmm. to. You know, and once we come to terms with it, yeah, then they mm-hmm. don't become good or bad. They just become. Mm-hmm. They just become
1: exactly yeah (laughs) you're exactly right yeah and it makes you it makes it okay to address those challenges all of a sudden Mm. you know um i can think of all kinds of terrible things people might feel they have inside them and a lot of times they're viewed as bad um but you know if they weren't viewed as bad maybe they could be dug into a little more you kind of figure out really it's just that one thing or that one perception i had had which doesn't doesn't matter anymore you know i'm above the whole thing now you know people can just dig into it (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: yeah 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 for sure for sure how do you how do you see this filtering down so you know you're on you're on the collect yeah the mayor's advisory committee now yeah how do you see this filtering through into because movements movements like yours um need uh, they need longevity um yeah and it and it's great for you know for for us as quite adults to be moving that forward um but actually the future is is with the children uh the future is with the next generation yeah, so mm-hmm. how, how do you uh, how do you ensure that you know what you're creating now kind of filters through and is uh is adopted by um yeah, by by that next generation so it's actually rather than them growing up um and just treating food you know in the same way that perhaps we've we've grown up to um or we've we've been led led down uh, you know a certain path how how do you ensure that this is continued on
1: yeah that's a great question um you know we do have some educational programs with a a local foundation called saving the west foundation and once things kick up again uh, we plan to launch those again but you know Really, it happens to be in the house. It has to be in the house. They'll learn right away if there's a garden on site. They'll want to play into it. So we're hoping to put enough gardens around LA and just make them so ubiquitous that kids won't be able to feel like like, without them. Um, there's also a significant air quality improvement. Uh, we'll achieve eight whole percentage points of our UN development goal uh, Air quality improvement uh, for re- elimination of greenhouse gases by installing uh, gardens in front yards. I think about one in eight garden would achieve an eight percent gain on that goal. So we can achieve like international standard goals. Uh, we can achieve city level goals, uh, state level, and just within the family, like all the units, all the fractal kind of figures of of achievement. Also, it extends through to other social goals. Um, and with kids. So diabetes is a big issue with kids. That's the reason that, <clears throat> that kids go to doctors for most reasons. Mm-hmm. And diabetes is becoming uh, even more prominent. And all that is is overeating of sugar. Like they're eating garbage. Yeah. So if we you know, really wanna get at all these health concerns, if we actually do want to, like I'm not talking about we healthcare companies, cause I'm not talking about them, we have a different incentive. Uh, I'm talking about we, the people. Want to get to the healthcare issues? Then uh, we need to uh, build build gardens, feed kids the right kinds of fructose and sugar that come from natural foods, and they'll they'll reject the garbage by the time they're teenagers. Mm-hmm. They won't understand why anyone outside LA would ever eat it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think that's that's so important. I think uh, yeah, you you're you're right. If if you can put the gardens into the into the households. Yeah, then the kid, kid's very nature, yeah, you know, is to, they're, they're far more connected, um, until they, until they get, until they get older, until they get, you know, uh, conditioned, you know, they're far more connected with nature than, you know, the, than we are. And I think you're right. You know, just, just by putting them into, putting gardens into homes and, yeah. You know, uh, encouraging kids to do exactly like you said, your, your daughter's doing, you yeah, know, coming out and, and picking the fruit, harvesting the fruits and not being afraid of, you know, the kind the bees, the dragonflies, the, yeah the wasps, whatever it is that's that are out there and just accepting them as part of, um, you know, part of yeah, earth and part of yeah our, um, uh, our ecosystem. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. That's, it almost needs no, no education because they, they just, they live into it yes
1: yes they live into it and they live into it the whole life so yes out here playing but then what she takes from here goes to the kitchen so she's talking about it as she cuts it up you know she's eating it then later on even at two and a half she already has the cognizance to ask me could you grow oatmeal and i said you know i think i can grow oatmeal She's already figured out the whole cycle and has the, the independence, like the natural willingness, like the, the entitlement that nature gives us all. Mm. She's entitled by nature to grow anything she can imagine. And she's only two and a half. So like we should be entitled to grow our medicine our shoes, whatever it takes to make shoes, grow that, you know, just see anything, our clothes. Um, and, uh, <laughs> so like that's the kind of confidence that I want to instill in her, her whole life. I'm glad that nature, my, my experience with this can start it off because now I'm like, man, I want her to feel like she can use nature any way she wishes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. Um, and I think you're absolutely <laughs> right. I think, you know, um, Food, food is food is our medicine. If it's if it's the right food, yeah, then yeah, we could eliminate so many like yeah, illnesses, modern day illnesses that that just didn't exist, yeah, um, yeah 50 years ago, 100 years ago, uh, because people were eating from from the land directly from the land rather than to collect this the, uh, a lot of the processed food that uh, that we eat now. Uh, it certainly seems to be a man-made, <laughs> a man-made issue.
1: Yeah, on top of that, so not only are we eating less from the land, but the land is now a lot less nutritious mm. than it used to be. Yeah. We've farmed and farmed and farmed and farmed such that now over 70% of the nutritional value that used to be there has been depleted over 70 years. Wow. So now the fields are either contaminated with pesticides or depleted with over farming. So LA's really got to step up and other places that are looking to re-enrich the soil and not be participating in like large scale farming operations that are subsidized by the government. Oftentimes that's the reason why the fields get depleted because the government has the money to pay the farmers to farm just one thing according to its schedule, its business yeah. schedule, not necessarily according to what the land needs or what would be most productive even.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, uh, and, and again, yeah, maybe there's, a, there's an element as well of when you just talk about that, it's almost like the the food we eat is is being controlled, yeah, Because they're being yeah, they're being farmers are being encouraged to just grow one type of one type of crop instead of actually thinking about okay, so what's what's the right thing to grow at this time of year? What's the the right thing to grow in this environment? Yeah, in this particular location of the of the world, yeah, and actually growing yeah, yeah. that and, and, and cycling in the way that you know it, it, it would have years and years ago. Yeah.
1: I mean, even those farmers, their hands are tied. They feel like they wish they could do it the right way too. And, uh, you know, oftentimes their hands are tied by the cost of machinery and maintaining that machinery. Um, I think, you know, it's a similar system of, you know, if you have like an iPhone 2 versus 3, like the cases don't fit, so you got to get the right stuff for each Mm -hmm. one. It's the same way with those tractors. If just like one screw is off, you got to get the – got to go travel to go get that screw and that tractor is heavy and expensive to move. So I've seen documentaries and I understand how that whole system is just like designed to contract and control. So what nature actually provides is designed to expand and to share. And so that's what, you know, we plan to do, expand and share. Nature doesn't even permit control. It's weird when something's controlled. Like a perfect example that I can show you, just if you can see, that is, a, that is an artichoke, that giant thing right there. Yeah, yeah. And I planted it with just like two or three little seeds, and it's expanding and sharing in multiple ways. Each of the heads that are on top of those have hundreds or thousands of seeds within them. There's no reason why any one company should be able to patent that, control its distribution, name it, charge anything for it. You know, I mean, charge for the service and delivery, but like the thing is free so like i i i can't allow like this food system is just a little bit off no one really likes it i don't even think the people who run it like it (laughs) (laughs) i don't think they like it so i'm just gonna relieve everyone of that like let's let's throw off the blame let's just fix it
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah cool um what would um yeah what if what what words of wisdom have you got to, you know, to, our, to our audience, to our listeners that you want to share? Oh my goodness.
1: Trust yourself. Trust yourself. You are so wise. And you is a consistent string of your ancestors informing mm. you. So you're not alone in that decision. Um, yeah. So like, there's a reason to trust yourself. Uh, <clears throat> when you do, you find that... Life is blissful. Um, the decisions that worked out or don't didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Listen to your ancestors. I know that
0: that's, yeah,
1: yeah a lot of us, <laughs> you know, um, I find that when I get little hints or little, little indications, they tend to be the right moves. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, listen to it, your ancestors.
0: Cool. It, it, yeah, it, it comes back to that awareness thing, doesn't it? You know, once, once you're kind of like tuned in, yeah, then you, you start to see these, these kind of like signs. Yeah. One of, one of my good friends kind of like talks about them being kind of like breadcrumbs that the universe is leaving Ooh. for him. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you're learning to follow the breadcrumbs and, and see what, uh, see what comes. Uh, yeah. Um, breadcrumbs
1: are always returning you to your source in that sense.
0: E- exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this this has been amazing, uh, Jemaya. Thank you so much for like, sharing. Um, if if anyone's interested in you know like learning more about you know, what it is that you do, learning more about crop swap, learning more about the initiatives, you know or perhaps even wants to um, wants to some tips on on starting something up in their own in their own backyard. Yeah, how do, how can they get in contact with you and, and find a bit more? Oh yeah. The best ways on Instagram. We
1: have all of our announcements and cool videos. We just put out a really cool commercial that is making people laugh out loud. I'm not yeah. even kidding. I'm just like looking. I've seen it six or seven times myself. Um, so on Instagram, I am Black Superdad and the movement is L.A. Crop Swap. Cool.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah. Um, again, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. I know we, yeah, I feel like, yeah, I could, I could talk for, uh, for hours with you about this stuff and uh, and just kind of go deep on a lot of things. But yeah, I'm, I want to be respectful of, of your time and I want to make sure that the listeners get the most out of this and then like, get in touch with you if they feel called, uh, called to this. So thank you so Absolutely. much. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I look forward to like, seeing uh, crop swap. Um, expanding across the world.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for the time. I appreciate it. Uh, Fantastic.
0: We are Sarva. The future of education starts here.